Welcome to AHE Express on the Go, brought to you by the Association for the Healthcare Environment, a professional membership group of the American Hospital Association. Today's podcast features Ken Kaufman, Managing Director and Chair of Kaufman Hall & Associates, LLC. In this podcast, Mr. Kaufman discusses how disruptors are shaping the future of healthcare delivery and how innovators are already undermining healthcare's traditional business model. Please welcome Ken Kaufman. Hi, Ken. Good afternoon. Thanks for coming in and good to see you again. Good to see you. <laughs> what do you believe will be the key changes in the health business model um, in the next five to 10 years? The biggest change is going to be first the redefinition of healthcare. So, historically, healthcare has always been the things that happen inside a hospital for the most cases or within an institutional doctor relationship. And what we're going to see is a great broadening of that definition. So, healthcare will be many other things. I can't try to categorize all of them, but I think. What will happen is that startup organizations will come in with different definitions and different concepts of healthcare, and this will happen so much that eventually the consumer population will make healthcare what they want it to be. And this will probably be a, a pretty fundamental change because it pivots away from large organizations and pivots to more of a consumer environment. A good analogy would probably be what happened with retail. For years, healthcare was what happened in a hospital environment, and retail was what's happened in a store, you know, a small store, but mostly, you know, big stores. And then Amazon came along, and now retail is going up on your phone or on your laptop and finding something you want to buy and ordering it and having it delivered to you. So I think what happened to retail that move away from a physical place to more of a virtual and consumer-defined experience, I believe that's going to happen in healthcare very significantly. So who do you see as the most influential new entrants shaping uh, the new business model? It's not going to be any great surprise. The possibility that we could have a startup that we don't know about it yet is very real, very real, because that kind of stuff happens all the time in our economy right now. But it's going to be CVS, Aetna, United Optum. United Optum already probably has the most fully drawn out new business model of any organization in the country. But the possibility of real significant influential entrance by Apple and Amazon is very high. The healthcare industry in the United States is $3 trillion, and it's impossible to imagine that two successful resource-heavy firms like this could possibly keep their mitts off of all that cash. So those four organizations are, I mean, I'm sure I'm leaving out many others that could be, but if you're watching for organizations that are thinking really hard about how to impact healthcare, about how to come into healthcare in a different way, to how to provide a digital experience as opposed to an analog experience, those four companies are, are right out front. So we know what the, the four big companies that you mentioned are going to do. What are some of the key capabilities that hospitals and health systems will need to pivot to in this new business model? I think we're looking at a couple of things. First of all, you're going to have to have a digital presence. 
everything in, in the world is run through the iPhone or the smartphone at this point. And the healthcare experience really isn't. And people are going to demand it. And we've got generations coming up that are going to expect a, a different kind of delivery experience. So, so, so having digital capability is really critical. Having the ability to provide a telehealth experience, having the ability to provide a different kind of physical experience. So it's going to be a delivery system, I think, that's going to be highly decentralized going forward. So you're going to have to figure out how to have the capabilities and abilities to decentralize. People are going to want a lot more care in their home. They're going to want a lot more care close to home. The whole notion of the hospital being the all and mighty building at the top of the hill is an old-fashioned notion that is not going to be attractive to consumers of the future. To come back again to what we talk about, you know, in the old days, Macy said, you know, you want to buy this sweater? Come to us. And so here was the Macy's experience. You get in your car, you drive to wherever Macy's was. Maybe it was nine miles away. The traffic really sucks. You get there, and there's a huge parking lot and a huge uncomfortable physical environment. You park. It starts to rain. You start to go. You get into the store. It takes a while to find out where the sweater is. You find out the sweater, and they don't have your size and color. And that, in a really ugly way, describes what the retail experience used to look like. And now, at 2 o'clock in the morning, you want to buy the sweater. You go up online. You can do comparison shopping through a number of different sites. You can find out who has the right size and who has the right color. And then you can order it at the lowest price that you can find. And that takes you 15 minutes, and you never leave your house. And so it's impossible to imagine that those concepts will not flow into the healthcare experience. And it's those concepts and capabilities that our organizations have to understand and then be able to execute on. So execution is a plan and it's change. So companies in almost every industry have struggled to make the pivot to the new healthcare environment. Why is this change so difficult for legacy organizations? Everybody asks that question. Everybody, not just in healthcare, everybody asks it everywhere. And of course, the lineup of people who couldn't make the pivot, organizations that couldn't make the pivot gets longer every day, right? So, you know, we've got Blockbuster, Toys R Us, you know, there are too many to even remember. Sears is now on its way out. So you look at these organizations that have struggled, they're coming from an existing old-time business model that clearly was very important to the way that they operated. And then into the market comes not just competition, but completely new business models. So historically in American business, we were very accustomed to competing with new entrants, but those new entrants had either the same business model or very close business model. So you just had to figure out how to compete better. You didn't have to figure out how to change the business model so you could compete. And that's what we have now. And I think what we've discovered is making that pivot to a new business model in order to compete in a new environment is maybe one of the hardest things that's ever been in introduced into American business. It's not trivial. 
and most organizations have not been able to cope with it. The fact of the matter is, if you work 30 years in an existing business model, that's the business model you're accustomed to. And if somebody comes and says, you shouldn't be doing it that way, and you've got to do this and this and this, and, and you don't really know how you're going to execute on it, then your willingness to try to find that business model is, is very, it, it's reluctant. And so, you know, one of the most interesting stories right now is, is everybody talks about Blockbuster and Netflix when it comes to not being able to make the pivot because Netflix changed the business model from a retail store model to streaming and Blockbuster wanted to stay so much with their 10,000 stores that they couldn't make the adjustment. And recently, one of the Netflix executives, one of the founders, told a story at a conference that Netflix actually in its early days was having a lot of troubles and they weren't sure whether they were going to make it. And they actually had a meeting with Blockbuster and they offered to sell Netflix to Blockbuster for $50 million and Blockbuster turned them down cold. As a matter of fact, as soon as that that conversation went on, the Blockbuster guys got up and left the meeting. So that shows you that the pivot problem, it's more than just sort of trying to figure it out. It's what we talked about the business mantra of now, near, and far. It's easy to understand now, but it's very hard to understand far. And in the technology economy, in the old days, 25, 30 years ago, far and now looked a lot like each other. And now we're in a business environment where now can look like this and far can be completely different. And so the whole notion of figuring out where far is and pivoting to it, a much harder job than anybody anticipated it would be. Okay, so pivoting is going to be hard and there's a a chance of failure. So what would be the characteristics of the healthcare organizations that succeed in the disruptive environments that you describe? I think the, the characteristics, it starts out with education and curiosity and ingenuity. And your organization has to want to change. And you have to learn about, you have to understand about what's happening. We're moving from business characteristics and principles to new business characteristics and principles. And if you don't understand these new principles, then you can organize your focus and your imagination around this, then you can't really get anywhere. And the new principles are platforms, ecosystems, content, and price platforms, ecosystem, content, and price. And, and you have to understand how that's changing the business universe in America, and you've got to get on board with that. That's the first thing that you have to do. So you have to have the right objectives and goals. But most of all, you've got to have that education and ingenuity. The clients that I think have the best chance of succeeding are the clients who have always done a lot of education. They've always really wanted to understand what they didn't understand. They wanted to be curious about problems, and they encourage curiosity through the whole organization. They encouraged the organization to be a learning organization, to understand what its strengths were and what its weaknesses were, how to apply and double down on those strengths, and how to remediate on those weaknesses. And I think those are the characteristics of the organizations will succeed. And there's one other thing that I have to say, and the characteristics of the organizations will succeed is they will have scale. This cannot be done without scale. This cannot be done without size and scale, because there are two critical resources to being able to make the pivot. One is intellectual capital and the other is financial capital. And if you don't have a certain size level, which keeps getting bigger, you won't have sufficient 
intellectual and financial capital to make the pivot. Well, Ken, thank you for coming in today. Thanks for your time. I really appreciate it. Thank you for listening. Don't forget to subscribe to AHE Express on the go and visit ahe.org for additional education opportunities free to our members. If you enjoyed the podcast, please see other great speakers like this at AHE's Exchange 2019 Conference in San Antonio, Texas, August 21st through the 24th.